0: الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء المرسلين محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا واشهد ان اللَّهَ sisters, الا الله وحده ولا شريك لا شريك به وتوحيدا واشهد محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم مزيدا. أما بعد في الله السلام of Newcastle, Fast FM, we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to honour you. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to raise you in ranks, in Yom al qiyamah and in the Day of Judgment, and we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make you of those who earn Jannah to level, in Yom al Qiyama, Ya Rabbi al Alamim. We 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 greet you with the greeting of the people of Jannah, as Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, Ta'hiyatuhum fiha Salam. That the greeting of the people, once they enter Jannah, it will be a salam, peace. It will be said to them by the angels. So we say to you, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And alhamdulillah, we are back. And as the Arabs say, udna ahmadu. Uh, we are back and alhamdulillah, the best praise thing is to be back upon guidance. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always keep us upon guidance. Uh, you must have missed us in, the, in this last uh, lesson. Uh, and in this last uh, podcast that we have uh, missed, but things happen, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to aid us to keep us uh, regular in reminders and in benefits. And we say to you, Alhamdulillah, with Allah's permission, we have managed to speak about a couple of important topics in the last couple of months, which is the foundations and the factors towards choosing a, a husband, And what is the factors towards choosing a wife, a spouse? So uh, uh, we spoke to the brothers. We spoke to the brothers and we spoke how can they look for a sister? And we spoke to the sisters in the last couple of lessons and we said how could she look for a brother? And alhamdulillah we mentioned 10 foundations and 10 factors each. We advise everybody inshallah to go back to them and to uh, kind of have a general idea and perspective about them, and to go through them, and inshallah, they will benefit for themselves and for their family members as well. And uh, alhamdulillah, today we are joined by our dear brother uh, Richard Copeland, may Allah bless him, one of the uh, producers and the uh, presenters and the hosts of uh, Newcastle Fast FM, and also uh, the Islamic Diversity Centre in uh, Newcastle up north, so welcome akhi. for joining us. assalamu
1: Alaikum to everybody. Thank you for having me. Uh, inshallah I'm gonna be here posing questions towards you and making it uh, interactive
0: khair. May Allah honour you Jizakallah khair for joining us, may Allah bless you. Uh so yeah, Aki hopefully inshallah today, as you have mentioned we mentioned in the title, alhamdulillah, uh after saying Alaikum salam to all of the comments that are coming. Uh, we are all well, Afi floating man, and all of the commentators, Alhamdulillah, we are all well, doing well. Uh, we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to keep us well, and I hope that you are all doing well, and I hope that you are all in the best of health and iman for you and your families uh, in these difficult times where everybody probably locked up uh, in their houses, quarantining. Uh, and Alhamdulillah, there is a goodness in it, as is, there is blessing where a Muslim has extra time with his family. Uh, so take advantage of that Inshallah, Do not be saddened, do not be heartbroken. Uh, alhamdulillah, it's better to stay safe uh, than be sorry later on. Uh, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to relieve uh, this, this uh, waba and this disease that has spread throughout the Ummah. And know that, alhamdulillah, any uh, uh, harm or any difficulty or any trial or tribulation that a Muslim goes through is a blessing and a ni'mah from Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. As the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, uh, uh, he said in a beautiful, amazing hadith, عَجَبًا لِأَمْرِ الْمُؤْمِنِ إِنَّ أَمْرَهُ كُلَّهُ لَهُ خَيْرُ وَلَيْسَ ذَلِكَ He said, how beautiful and how strange and how wonderful in a beautiful way, the situation of the believer. And this does not happen to anybody except the believer, except the Muslim. And if a calamity happened to him, a trial, tribulation, illness of any kind, death in a family family member or anything like that, he becomes patient about that trial that he has put through. And this will become good for him. Why would patience be good for a believer? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are Muslim, is testing you and rewarding you for the patient that you have. That patient that you have upon a calamity or an illness or something like that, if it is an illness in you and it's happening to you personally or a trial that is happening to you or any type of calamity that is happening to you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with His permission, could be making it a way for you, dear Muslim, to forgive your sins. Every single human makes sins. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving you opportunity. To remove those sins, they're Muslim. That's a blessing from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and it could be an opportunity that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala would like to raise you in ranks in Jannah. So He's given you opportunity to be patient, so you can be rewarded for it. And it could be an opportunity where Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is testing you to see you patient to see if you're gonna praise Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for all of the situation that you're upon. And are you going to return to Allah Subh'anaHu wa Ta-A'la alone or are you going to return to any other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you to make it an, uh, an easy opportunity for you to enter Jannah for those and to protect you from the hellfire and to forgive your sins as well and to raise you in ranks all of these are opportunities that a person can gain and get if he's being patient about his calamities that he has been tested with. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give his patience. So if you look at the hadith where the Prophet sallallahu tells us about the conversation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have with the angels. When he takes a son or a daughter of a Muslim and he will say to them, how did my servant react when I'd taken uh, their son or their daughter, meaning their child died. They said, oh Allah, the angels will say, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows all. But the angels will report to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they say, oh Allah, hamidaka wa starja'aka. He said, alhamdulillah for this uh, uh, calamity. And he said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un." He said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. A statement that every Muslim should say in any type of test that he go through. Either be an illness, either be a situation that didn't go well, either be a test, either be a, a, a death in a family member uh, or, or a friend. Then you say, "Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi This du'a is amazing. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us about it in the Quran. He said, Give glad tidings to those who are patient. They are Muslim. And asabatun inna those who, if a calamity happens to them, they will say, "When the calamity happens, Inna They do not rip their clothes out of anger and out of sadness. They do not scream and shout in a way, Subhanallah, that uh, 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 they they are showing uh, disagreement with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's plan. No but rather they say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Dear Muslim, look at the story of the mother of the believers, Umm Salama, radiyallahu anha, when she has been tested with the death of her husband, the Sahabi Abu Salama, who died and passed away in the battle. And therefore, when he died, she had children. She's a, she's a woman now. She's a widow. She had children and she's old in age. She was thinking, who's going to marry me now after all of this old age? I'm old woman. Who's going to gonna marry me and have the burden of looking after my children? Khalas, I'm a widow woman. Who's going to take that burden? And SubhanAllah, she remembered the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and she put her full trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And she said this hadith, not just mere speech, like what we say, SubhanAllah, sometimes we're forgetful human. So the duas and the adkar that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam tells us to say there is goodness in it for us. SubhanAllah, we just say it just because the Prophet said it. The, the adkar of the sabah, the morning adkar and the morning du'as and the mo- and the evening du'as and the leaving the house du'a, We just say it without understanding it, without having a meaning and without even believing in it and its reality. But SubhanAllah, look at Umm um Salama Radiyallahu Anha, a beautiful example. When she said this du'a, she said, Inna lillahi wanna ilayhi raji'oon. Allahumma khlifli, Allahumma jurni fi musibati. Oh Allah, reward me. We are to Allah and we're going to return to him, subhanahu uh, uh, wa ta'ala. Oh Allah reward me in my calamity and give me something better than it. The Prophet said, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him something better than it. Imagine this. What are you waiting for, dear Muslim? What, what, what are there the is for you to lose? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa What is it there for you to lose? Well, just to say, inna lillahi wa lillahi And to say this dua with iman, with believing in it, so it has its manifest, it manifests in your life. It has activity in your life. It has an effect in your life. And then subhanallah, guess who married Umm Salama radiallahu anha? not Abu Bakr, not Umar, not Uthman, not Ali. And they are honored, beautiful people raised in ranks in the dunya and the Akhirah. It was the best person to ever step foot on this earth, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's when she said the dua. That's when she benefited the Muslims. So what is there in it for you to lose? Just to say these duas with Iman and belief. So do not uh, uh, belittle them, dear Muslim. Do not say, oh yeah, alhamdulillah, these are just duas, but I want something realistic to happen. The dua is the realistic thing that will help you and assist you, SubhanAllah, dear Muslim. So always remember, whatever difficulty you're in, whatever trial you're in, whatever tribulation you're in, the key for it, dear Muslim, is patient, as Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says, sabirin." Give glad tidings to those who are patient. And Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala loves those who are patient as well as He Subhanahu wa Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran and the Prophet Sallallahu gives us that a person for example will be given Baytul Hamd and the house of praise for saying alhamdulillah when a family member, a, a child or something dies and he says alhamdulillah and he says innaillahi wa and he becomes patient upon that calamity that he has been tested with. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him an amazing house and a castle or a palace in Jannah, whatever you want to call it, something that there is no like for it in this dunya, subhanallah. So therefore, dear Muslim, never, 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 never think that if you are going through a difficulty or calamity, whatever it may be, even this test that we're going through, this corona and this uh, disease subhanallah, know that the the outcome is always good. And know subhanallah that the results are always with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're always beautiful with his permission because it could be a test, it could be an exemption from sins, exemption from the hellfire. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes us those who are patient or calamity hits them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are always righteous when they have been tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Also, Muslim, um, uh, uh, we can touch it upon into our topic as well, which is families. And a lot of people, subhanallah, they have a lot of difficulties. With their families, and they go through a lot of uh, trials and tests and tribulation in their family. It could be between the husband and wife. It could be between the wife and the uh, and the husband. It could be between the children. It could be between outer family members, meaning the the, the cousins. And uh, or be patient, and never break up the ties of kinship, and make sure that Subhanallah, the silatul rahim, and that tying the knot of the family and keeping it close no matter what is a ibadah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why subhanallah Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the womb spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when the silatul rahim rather the the kinship itself spoke to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is not impossible for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do he spoke to silatul rahim and he said to it whoever disconnects you I will disconnect him and whoever connects you I will connect him. Meaning, whoever stays close to his kinship, his family, uh, then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will put barakah in him, and he will be connected with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in a good way. And whoever disconnects that relationship, Subhanallah, he will be disconnected as well. And Subhanallah, in Arabic, this Silatul rahim, it comes from the same word as the umbilical cord, which is a rahim as well, because the umbilical cord is the cord that the baby needs inside the womb of the mother to get all the nutrients whilst he's inside that belly and whilst he's inside subhanAllah, that womb, he needs all of the nutrients to come through the umbilical cord. So the umbilical cord is is life for this baby, subhanAllah. It's like life, giving life for the baby. He needs it, otherwise inside the womb, without the umbilical cord, he cannot survive. And Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala likened the kinship and the family relations that which they have to be connected and strong like that umbilical cord, meaning if you disconnected Subhanallah, you're going to be disconnected from the mercy of Allah. And if you are connected, you're going to be connected to the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter, dear Muslim brother, dear Muslim sister, you have disagreements with your own brother over inheritance, your own sister over inheritance, over a matter of the dunya. Nobody will Subhanallah feel the pain More than you and your own brother, even if you're broken up, nobody will feel the pain more than you and your sister. Shaitan will come to you, subhanAllah, and he will make you disagree, and he will make you have fights, and he will make you break up, but you will regret it, subhanAllah. You will never feel happy. How could you disconnect from your own brother and your own sister when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He talks about the five rights of the people that has rights about you in this dunya, He mentioned the brother first, subhanAllah. And why did he mention the mother and the parents second? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in many places in the Quran, he already mentioned the parents. Because the matter of the parents is already like, uh, has agree- been agreed upon. Something that is like obvious, something that is common sense. Parents, red line, no messing around, disobeying the parents, you're in big trouble, subhanallah. But then who comes after the parents? Your brother, who's going to be after your parents is going to be your brother. That's why you will find it in regards to the parents. Allah spoke about it in ayat that he made his, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's pleasement is, is linked with the pleasement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, وَقَدَى alla tabudu illa iya? Many places. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Lord, decreed that you do not worship anybody other than him. And then after that, he linked with the worship of Allah, Tawheed. He linked, subhanallah, the respect of the parents, obedience of the parents together. Like two fingers that cannot be separated. Even if I separate these two fingers together, they're going to be still linked from the bottom. No matter what you do, they are twins, subhanallah meaning as, as it came in the hadith in the adab that adab al-mufrad the professor said rida allah min rida al-walidayn or rida al-walidayn min rida allah and sakhat ar-rab or sakhat ar-rab min sakhat al-walidayn that or sakhat al-walidayn min sakhat the anger of the parents is from the anger of allah and the the agreement or the pleasement of uh, of the parents is by pleasure from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so there is no success subhan allah therefore the matter of the parents is a key and a success for the believer, subhanAllah, in this dunya and akhirah. And this, therefore, this is, has agreed upon. Now, who comes next? Your brother. Your own blood, subhanAllah. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran. And this ayah, subhanAllah, I've studied it and I analyzed it very, very well. I found, subhanAllah, well, like probably over 100 scholars saying different things about this ayah. And all kind of revolving around the idea of talking about that Allah is telling us these five people that are mentioned in this ayah, these are the main close people that you should have rights to. And Allah says, in, in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, min akhi. The day of judgment, the person will be fleeing away from akhi, his own brother, wa ummihi wa abi, his own father and his own mother. And his own mother and his own father. وصاحبته وبنيه And his wife and his children. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, dear Muslim, gave you these are the most closest people to you in the dunya. You're going to be running away from them in the akhirah. Your own brother, your own brother, flesh, blood, everything. You used to play with him. You used to live in the same house. And and in the day of judgment, he comes to you and he says to you, my older brother, my younger brother, I just need one good deed. One hasana, please. And you'd be like to him, nafsi, nafsi. Every man for himself, I can't help you. You will run away from him because you, you want your own deeds for yourself that day. Wa ummihi wa abihi, your own mother. Your own father, subhanallah, coming to you. Son, please, one hasana, one good deed. That's all we need. Give us. We looked after you. We cared for you. This and this until you grown up, until you get married. And we're still looking at... And, and subhanallah, please, one hasana. You'll be like, no, I can't. This, 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 I need them for myself. Subhanallah. Your own mother, your own father. No. Your own wife, subhanallah. Look at that relationship that a person has with his own wife. One of the most closest relationships that a human can be. Closing everything, Subhanallah, and you cannot give her one good deed. Your own children, Subhanallah, wallahi a parent. If his child, uh, he just has hiccup, and the parent's eye nearly is about to pop out because he's 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 worried. Well, what happened to my son? What happened to my daughter? And imagine a father will not be and a mother will not be able to give one good deed, Subhanallah, to the parent. And that's why Allah mentioned it in the Quran. He mentioned in the Quran to give us alertness and awareness that these are the rights that we should look after in this dunya. And then focus on them. Because in the akhirah we can't do much to them. So we have to try our best to respect them and look after those rights that are between us. One of those five people that I mentioned is the wife and this is where we basically in our program inshallah towards a happy family our foundation is basically we're going to be revolving around those five types of people mainly the the brother and the sister the, the, the marriage aspect of, of husband and wife, the children aspect of uh, a parent, the rights of a parent over a child, the rights of the children over the parents, how to give correct terbiya, what is the correct Islamic terbiya and upbringing and nurturing. All of these inshallah, we'll speak about them inshallah. And with Allah's permission, we have this program, alhamdulillah, for on continuous uh, time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all the brothers uh, at Newcastle of SFM, for giving us this amazing opportunity, Allahumma yeah. our t- topic specifically today is we are focusing on now on marriage uh, manners of a wedding engagement, the, the khutuba that what we call in Arabic, our uh, as it's called in the books of fiqh, uh, 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 as well. You will find subhanAllah in the books of Kitabul Nikah, the chapter of Nikah in majority of the books of hadith and majority of the books of fiqh, they will speak and reference to something along those lines. They will speak and reference something along those lines. Like for example, if we look at the book, for example, Bulugul Maram, Umdatul Ahkam, in the Hanbali Madhab, or we look at Muhtasar Khalil and uh, uh, we look at Al Mudawana, for example, in the Maliki Madhab, and Muwaṭṭa Imam Malik in the Maliki Madhab as well. And we look at in the Hanafi Madhab, for example, in the Hanafi Madhab, Muhtasar Al Quduri. وَمُخْتَصَرَ shashi, And we look in the Shafi'i Madhab, in Minhaj al for Imam Shafi'i, or Minhaj Al-Talibin for Imam Shafi'i and so on. You will find in any Madhab from the scholars that are upon Sunnah, you will find this chapter. The chapter of Nikah always is, must, is a must and it must be there And the scholars, SubhanAllah, speak about it from the beginning stages of Nikah when a person is thinking of of uh, choosing a wife, when a person is thinking of uh, uh, doing anything uh, in regards to the khutbah, which is the engagement technically in our new common terminology and also in the culture of the uh, the English people that it is today. We'll speak about the difference between the culture of the engagement in the normal worldly uh, aspect now of, of uh, the people, for example, from the cr- Christian backgrounds and the... Uh, English people that we live amongst, and also we'll speak about it in the Arab world as well, and we speak about it, how it's done in different cultures. Maybe we'll get some comments from different people from around the world that will tell us how their style of engagement work, and what is this type of engagement that we're talking about, according to the Sharia of the Prophet wasallam. For example, if we look at majority of the books of fiqh, as I said, the first hadith that might come, like... Uh, uh, for example bulugh al maram the book bulugh al maram for imam bulugh al maram for imam layla mohammed rasulullah imam ibn hajar al asqalani the one who made a beautiful explanation of sahih al bukhari which he called fathul bari now imam ibn hajar al asqalani in the book bulugh al maram where he combined close to one thousand and five hundred and something, close to six hundred, depending on the copies that you have. Hadith in one of the chapters after Kitab al-Buyur, in after the the the, the, the chapter of uh, uh, transactions, money transaction and other transactions, he came to Kitab al-Nikah, the chapter of nikah, and the style is uh, is consistent with majority of the scholars. They will put a chapter after the chapter of tahara, Salah, and so on and so on. Uh, uh, they wrote uh, uh, the scholars the chapter of Nikah. The first thing that they will mention, majority, maybe the hadith of the Prophet, وسلم, like in Bulugul Maram. I was teaching Bulugul Maram yesterday, so it's in my head. The first hadith in al Maram uh, uh, for Kitabul Nikah is Ya Ma'shar al Shabab. The hadith of the Prophet, وسلم, I think from Abu Huraira. Ya Ma'shar al Shabab. Man istataa aminkumul ba'atafaliya tazawauj. Oh, group of youth, oh youth, oh men, young men, uh, 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 whoever has the capability of marriaging, financial capability, mental capability, uh, 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 body capability as well, physical capability of marriage, uh, we, we can't say to a 13-year-old, Bismillah, let's go, we're going to get you married. Uh, because he's still young, he's, his body might might not even be developed yet as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, all of this is considered medical capability, meaning this brother is healthy and there is nothing wrong with him, okay? And we will speak about this, inshallah, in regards to the khutbah and uh, the engagement. Uh, um, Man istataa مِنْكُمُ ba'a. Whoever has the capability and the word capability under it, there are so many subsections. We spoke about it, alhamdulillah, in our Uh, Not last week because we didn't have a lesson, the week before with Allah's permission. Uh, Let him marry. The Prophet is giving you encouragement. Marry. You have the capability to marry, look after a person, then marry. You you want a wife? Get a wife and marry. SubhanAllah. Uh, uh, This is a message for all the young men, so they don't get to haram, so they don't fall into what many men and and young men and and shabab and youth, subhanAllah, are falling into from the Muslim. May Allah guide them. Boyfriend, girlfriend relationships and romantic love relationship. That's not what Islam is telling you to do. It's saying marry. If you cannot marry, then fast. Now, a person can't say, oh no, I can't marry and everything and it's difficult for me to, to, to uh, uh, too many distractions. I don't have the money to marry. And at the same time, I, I don't want to fast. <laughs> the, the, the Prophet ﷺ gave you a balance. He gave you two situations. You have to do either one for your own good. Okay? And a person who says, oh, but it's very difficult. There are too many fitness out there. First of all, who told you to look at the fitna? And second of all, are you uh, different to the, how many uh, men do we have? I think 3, bi- three billion, uh, 6 billion people alive. I'm
1: not sure I can, uh, uh, can that. If
0: there is 6 billion people they're saying alive on earth, then let's say almost half, uh, uh, what's it called? two billion, three billion men that are there. Uh, uh, SubhanAllah, estimately, maybe close to half of them haven't committed dinner, okay? Half committed dinner. Let's say if if we've been uh, 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 fair in a sense, but uh, there is a half that hasn't committed dinner. So Subhanallah. Ha, what, what what do the other type of people have different to you that you can, you can say? Oh no, I cannot pr- protect myself in a way, or I get distracted easily by these things, and I have to have a girlfriend, or everybody else is doing it. No. You, you can't say, oh, everybody else is drinking alcohol. I'm going to drink alcohol too. Because there's half of the world they're not drinking alcohol. It's common sense. So it, uh, here it is a fact, a, a fact of uh, a Muslim has to be a, a clever, intelligent Muslim and doesn't bring up any shaitan-inspired uh, excuses. Shaitan inspired desires because subhanallah, nafs the, 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 we have a soul that engages with evil lusts and desires. If you put that in control, subhanallah, you are weak Muslim. You, you are very, very weak Muslim. And you let in a weak whisper of shaitan, subhanallah, get to you. And a Muslim is not weak. A Muslim should be strong, subhanallah. And Allah tells us in the Quran, Inna that the, 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 the plans and the tricks of shaitan is weak. So subhanAllah, dear Muslim, if you let Shaitan get to you, you're a weak Muslim. And it's a sad reality, subhanAllah. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, wa Allah min al-Muslim The Muslim that is strong, better and more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the weak Muslim. Both of them, both types of Muslim, good, bad Muslim, weak Muslim, but the believing Muslim is obviously better. This weakness is weakness of physical body. This weakness of weakness of, uh, 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 weakness of Iman. And this strength is strength of Iman and strength of the physical body as well. And therefore a Muslim SubhanAllah should be a wise Muslim that is capable of controlling his desires and everything. And therefore SubhanAllah, look from the type of people SubhanAllah. In the famous uh, story of the three people that got caught up in the cave. They got trapped in the cave, the famous story of the people that got trapped in the cave. When they went inside the cave, they asked dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with good deeds that they have done for the sake of Allah. These good deeds that they have done, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieved them from the calamity that they were in, which is being trapped in a cave. The first one was his respect towards parents. The second and his obedience towards his parents. The second one was because he was honest and truthful in giving people's money back to whoever uh, deserves them. Okay, and the story is famous. You can return back to it. The third person was that he was had the capability of committing zina. With a woman that was his cousin, they say some women, some people, some narration said that she was a very famous woman or very uh, known woman in this community. She was rich. She had money and everything. And he was capable of committing zina with her. That's it. Everything was ready. And she reminded him, she said to him, don't. And then he remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he left the woman for the sake of Allah. He was about to commit zina. Shaytan, khalas got to him and his weak heart got to him. Imagine, and subhanallah, he gave the money to the woman and he left for the sake of Allah because he knew that this action is haram and he controlled. This is the most hardest part, subhanallah. The most hardest part is that when everything is available in regards to haram in front of you and nobody is there to tell you not to, Subhanallah, and you have all the control and the power to commit this haram, but because you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all and Allah is over watchful over you, you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you stop from this. So, subhanallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, whoever fears Allah, Allah will make an exit for him from his problems, trials, and tribulations. The most time that he needed this deed subhanallah, which is feeding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he feared Allah had the most difficult of time. Uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the rock from in front of the door because of this dua that he made and because of this good deed that he kept between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dear Muslim always remember this story and always put it in perspective whenever you're about to do anything inter- interacting with people. Don't engage in haram. And therefore remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you give up something that is haram for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, Allah will give you another exit and Allah will provide for you another situation. Don't say, uh, I'm a student that I came now from university and I'm in loan, loan debt. And I do not have any other opportunity except to work in Tesco. And we know Tesco's got pork and, and, and alcohol and got cigarettes and everything subhanallah that a muslim shouldn't be uh, his income shouldn't be mixed with this type of thing handling it touching it haram subhanallah a muslim should avoid oh no teacher uh, sorry i i am a young student that i just came from university i don't have experience i i, I nobody wants to accept me with the degree i have graduated in uh, there is no other work for me and there is no other opportunity for me uh, dear muslim the question is are you better than ali uh, bin Abi Talib, anh, the cousin of the Prophet sallam, and the fourth from the Khulafa rashidin When he married Fatima, anh, he was a person that was picking up buckets. He was carrying buckets, subhanAllah. That's what he was doing. He was getting paid m- milligrams. So he was getting paid shillings. He was getting paid the most littlest oh, of a mile, subhanAllah, uh, for a Jewish man. He was working for a Jewish man. But he didn't go to work for haram because the haram was available to do at that time. He could have done anything haram that made him billions of money. Yeah? Working alcohol, produce alcohol in Medina. People, there's Jewish people that would have drank it. And the people over there that were non-Muslim, they would have drank it and it would have made a lot of money. He could have done anything that was wrong subhanahu But no. A person fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what is best. And he can't come up with excuses like, oh, I couldn't find it. No. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will open His doors for you, dear Muslim. Now, going back as I said to uh, uh, the matter of uh, uh, the, the 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 engagements now and weddings and so on. We said the chapters of nikah mention all of these things in in in, in uh, talking about engagements and everything. The Prophet Sallallahu in one hadith, uh, he encouraged one of the Sahaba. Uh, uh, as well to go and check the woman. He said to him, "Have you checked her? Have you seen her?" And this is what we're going to speak about. The, the Sahabi said, "No." He goes, "How, can you, how you, can you marry something that you haven't checked? Go back and return and check uh, uh, the woman that you are about to marry to." Also, uh, the Prophet ﷺ, we find in many hadith, he will speak about, for example, the the rights of nikah, meaning uh, uh, the, that there is no nikah without wali without a guardian for the woman also the prophet tells us about that a person shouldn't make tabatul and tabatul is basically uh, uh abstinence from marriage you know like what the what what the in the christianity they what what's the them guys called the monks the monks do and the vicars and all of them people and the priests they say oh no we're celibate we're not gonna get married we we have to stay pure and no 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 in islam there isn't that and that's why the Prophet sallallahu wa wa said, The best of people, the best of mankind, he said, I am a person that sleeps and wakes up in the nighttime. I'm a person that fasts and breaks his fast. I'm a person that also marries women. So marrying women is that, that, that you know, like an idea What I realize a lot now, you know, this feminine movement, subhanAllah, is is, is starting affecting many of the sisters. I many sisters, she comes up and she says to her, I'm going to be independent. I'm an independent woman and I, I, I got my own job and I'm a, a boss lady. And I am this and I am that. And then she says to you, Yeah, I do not need a man. I do not need a man because I am capable of doing everything by myself. How could you not need a man, dear sister, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions in the Quran that marriage is a foundation and a core in life? He made it a Sunnah, Sunnatul haya, as we call it, uh, 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 and as Islam calls it. It's like the the normal way of living. It's like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the way He created people is from Adam and Eve. Adam and It's natural, they got married, they got children It is the normal way of life to pass on generations to move And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says And we have made you different nations And different groups and different people So you can intermingle, so you can mix So you can know each other, get to know each other as well So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made Zawaj As a sunnah for the people and as a blessing for the people that they have to keep on having and keep on doing as well. And therefore, those who have been brainwashed by these ideas that I do not need a husband or do not need a, a male figure in my life. SubhanAllah, how did you exist in the first place if it wasn't for the male figure? And then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, tells us in the Quran and the Prophet sallallahu sallam tells us in the hadith as well. The importance of having somebody to care for you and to guide for you and to guide you and to, you and to assist you, dear Muslim sister. Don't you see the ayah of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala? He says, That Allah says that this qawama and this qiwama and this leadership that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala given for the men, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala out of wisdom, He gave it for the men. That Subhanallah, uh, 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 the, the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has made the men guardians over the women. Your father is a guardian over you, dear sister to look after you, to care for you. Your, your brother is a guardian over you, to care for you, to assist you. You need somebody to lean on. You need somebody like a father and a brother to lean on. A father has different characteristics to a brother and a brother dif- has different characteristics to a father. And a husband has different characteristics to your brother and your husband, uh, to, to your father as well. So each has his own position in your life. You, you the, each Each one of them, you need them. Subhanallah. When you're sad with your own husband, who are you going to return to? You're going to return to your father. You need a beautiful hug from your father. You need a, a beautiful advice from your father. When, when, when you're, when, when you're uh, for example, uh, uh, have a disagreement with your brother, who are you going to return to? You're going to turn to your father. You're going to return to that loving, beautiful hug that you need, subhanallah. When you need guidance, support uh, that that is always shadowing you in a beautiful way, the father is there as an umbrella, the sister looking after you, Subhanallah, and the father is there as an umbrella, as a literal umbrella and as a metaphorical umbrella as well. He's there shading you in every harm, in every way, protecting you and guiding you, and also Subhanallah, uh, doing everything in his capability to uh, uh, make your dreams come true with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's permission. So a a Muslim sister is the one that understands what is her her position in this creation. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave her certain characteristics that she has to follow and understand and comprehend as well. And not to get get brainwashed by ideas which we will come and speak about, inshallah, about this feminine movement and and, and stuff like that. Because it's very, very necessary uh, to understand because many sisters are uh, getting affected by it. And, and and to understand what is the right of the woman over her husband and what is the right of the husband over her, uh, 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 over his wife as well. So therefore, going back uh, uh, to to this point, is that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi encourages us of marriage. Now we come to the point of what is an engagement and how do engagement work in in in, in Islam? The idea of a, a, a engagement is that. Uh, the man goes to the sister, with obviously her parents' permission and so on, and her parents' presence. And he and he goes to the wali. He goes to the wali as first her guardian, and he says to the guardian, "I am uh, 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 requesting the hand of your daughter uh, 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 for marriage." And uh, he says it like that. It isn't uh, like clear. He says, "I'm coming here for marriage. I'm I'm coming from the door." Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I'm i not going behind your back. We're not having a relationship of boyfriend-girlfriend first. And uh, 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 I want to marry your daughter. If the, the father is not there, I want to marry your sister to the brother or to the uncles from her father's side. So then after that, the brother or the father or the guardian, whoever he may be, he, he will speak to the sister first. And he will say to her, say to her, so-and-so came, And he asked for your hand in marriage. Are you happy? Do you agree? I'll ask you, the the father, the brother, whoever the guardian is, he will understand if she's happy, if she's not happy. And the Prophet tells us some of the side, like the woman that is uh, still uh, uh, not married and she's still a virgin and so on, they're usually shy. So embarrassment, shyness, uh, red cheeks, all of these common understanding uh, of the idea of being shy and and, and, and uh, bashfulness and having that shyness and bashfulness. And she would say, okay, khalas. or she would speak to her mother in secret and say, yeah, I agree and so on and uh, and, and then the, the stages will continue which we will speak about. Um, now here there is a comment that we have to make, which is uh, when I said that the father has to go back to who? To the sister and his daughter, to the woman that is gonna get married and speak to her and see if she is willing to marry. It doesn't make sense from many, many cultures, we have that and many traditions, SubhanAllah, where the father will go from his own mind. His daughter reaches the age of bulug and maturity. And from his own mind, he goes and he chooses whoever he wants for her from his own perspective, from his own perspective, he sees him to be beautiful. He sees him to be this and this and this and this. And then after that, he comes back and he says to the wife uh, to the daughter, or to, he says to his wife, go and tell the daughter of the she's getting married next Tuesday, she's getting married next month, she's getting married next year to so and so and so. Where's the opportunity that she had to, to go through the list that we spoke about last time? The conditions and the factors of choosing a husband. She needs to choose her own husband and choose his factors. She needs time to assess him. Her father, bought, even if, let's say, the, okay, another scenario, the father brings the potential husband, she needs to assess him now. The father needs to give the opportunity to the girl and to the daughter and to the woman that needs that's going to be married to have opportunity to assess him. To see his checklist, what, what, what is he going to take in regards to the boxes of the checklist. Is he beautiful in her own heart, uh, her uh, her own eyes? Not beautiful in her father's eye. Not beautiful in her mother's eye. It doesn't work like that, and it's not going to be successful. Subhanallah. And if if there is any type of force, then Subhanallah, you will find rebellion from the girl. And Subhanallah, as an Imam here, uh, uh, and uh, uh, as, as well, I was an Imam in, in in Libya. Subhanallah. Same scenarios happen. It doesn't matter what background from you're from whenever we see subhanallah, forcing from the father to force the sister to get married to somebody that she doesn't like, there is majority of the time. Most of the time, subhanallah, we ask Allah to protect all Muslim sisters. They run away from the house because they they do not want uh, uh, something that they not agreed upon. Or if they agree to the marriage, subhanallah, the marriage will not work out because she's going to be miserable. And depressed all of her life, subhanAllah, or or in all of her marital uh, uh, life. And this is not what Islam, subhanAllah, came with. Islam came with easiness and matters of the religion. And therefore, the permission of the woman needs to be asked. And she needs to be asked if she likes this person or she doesn't like this person. Okay? So the Islamic idea of the khutbah, it, 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 it is kind of a marriage... And uh, 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 an engagement together, okay? It's mixed in one. If the khutbah happens in Islam, in Islam, if the engagement technically happens in Islam, technically, they're married. They're technically married if the contract has been done and so on and so on. They're married because the next stage is the walima, and the walima is the wedding for us. So if we break it down into the normal understanding and terminology, you have the khutbah. Okay, and you have the uh, the and you have uh, 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 the walima. Three main aspects. The khutbah is that, that's the you proposing, you going and uh, asking the father or whoever in charge of the sister, may I have your daughter? May May I get married to your daughter? Can I marry your daughter? Whatever you want to say, it in whatever language, it doesn't matter. Just ask the father and the guardian, you want his daughter. Okay, khalas, no problem. Then the next stage is khalas, if there is an agreement, Few little things will happen, which we have spoken about in, 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 uh, in a nutshell before. But few things will happen in this stage. And then, khalas, now, once there is 100% agreement from all parties, the contract happens, the Islamic contract, where the imam comes usually and uh, uh, the the father say the imam says to the father, uh, would you like to give your daughter for this brother? He will say, yes, I agree. And uh, the, the brother will, uh, and the husband will say, Uh, The imam will say to the husband, do you agree to marry this sister? He will say, yes, I agree. Khalas, in front of witnesses and in front of people and they will write the contract in our time. Obviously, people write it because it's necessary for safety procedures and so on and so on to look after everybody's rights. And then, uh, Khalas, they can move on. Even if they want to say it verbally in front of two witnesses, then Alhamdulillah, that's correct. Writing is just came in our time now in the recent years. But otherwise, if two two witnesses are there and the imam is there, even if the imam is not there, and if, for example, the father gives his own daughter, so the father acts like the imam in a sense, and he doesn't have to be an imam. It's just something to make everything official. That's why we have an imam that does everything now. But Islamically, if the father is there and he knows everything in regards to the way of uh, co- uh, conducting a marriage process and a contract, he will say to the man, do you uh, accept my daughter? You say, yes, I accept. You say to him, khalas, I agree to give her to you. And they will agree on a mahar and, uh, and a dowry. And khalas, everything goes smooth and easy. Now, in, in an Islamic way, the walima can happen in the same day as the contract. Or the walima can happen in uh, uh, months or weeks or in a future time that they decide. But whilst they've done the contract, Islamically, they're married so they can meet each other they can stay with each other they are married now because the contract islamically happened now let's compare it to the uh, the the hollywood way let's compare it to the english way let's compare it to uh uh the way that everybody kind of knows through the the, the 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 people that they live in in this community in england and so on in the west and so on how is it done if bro- our brother uh Uh, Richard can intervene. What is the normal traditional way of engagement? What is the idea of engagement in movies, in the general aspect?
1: Um, So, I guess people sort of date each other for some time. And then the guy, you know, he goes and buys a ring. And then he gets on one knee on a special, like maybe after a special meal or a special night and says, you know, will you marry me? Yeah. Then they say, yes or no. And then generally they remain engaged. For years, to be years. to be a long time. True. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, that that's the that's the, the the kind of the normal understand understandable way. Subhanallah. That obviously precedes it. It has to be a a a, a, a time of boyfriend girlfriend relationship. So subhanAllah, from the beginning, that type of engagement is haram. That type of way is haram so that there's no barakah in this type of process, no matter how it goes. A a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, they're with each other. He's texting her, she's texting him. They're talking with each other. It could be a year, it could be
1: months, it could be a year, it could be... Sometimes even they move in together, they live with each other for years.
0: Yes, yes, and they might...
1: uh, I I know people who've, who've got engaged many times to many different people.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. SubhanAllah, it, because it, 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 look, look at Islam, subhanAllah. I, Islam, it, you know, from the five main things that the scholars spoke about, that uh, uh, what they call as uh, uh, the five things that all religions, the Islamic religions, the true religions of the true prophets, uh, meaning the true religion that Musa came with, the true religion that Isa came with, and so on and so on the five things that the, and, and islam came to double uh, emphasize on it is to preserve five things to protect the lineage to protect the soul to protect the wealth to protect the religion and to protect uh uh, uh to protect the intellect العقل to protect the internet. Now, protecting the lineage is a must in Islam, meaning lineage cannot be mixed in Islam because like what happens with boyfriend, girlfriend relationships and ideas, because there is inheritance involved. And inheritance subhanAllah is a foundational thing in Islam as well that a lot of people overlook. When you have a girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, it is easy for that relationship to be broken up, okay? There might be children and offsprings from that relationship. So they become haram, subhanAllah. That relationship has become is, is haram already. And then subhanAllah, there is children. Now, these children that are offsprings of this haram relationship, they are in what you can call in English a limbo. They are in a unknown position. Why? Because they cannot inherit from the father in this case. Because the relationship is haram and and the the, the father is not a real father because it's zina. Islamically, the relationship of a boyfriend and girlfriend is zina in a, a, you could say, in a sweet wrapper. They bought zina and they said, oh, you can make it a boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. They put it in a nice candy wrapper, sweet wrapper of Snickers, and they present it to you. And you'd be like, oh, mashallah, look at the Snickers, it looks nice. It's a trick, subhanAllah, it's zina. That, that, there is no other way of uh, paint uh, painting it. There is no other way of uh, of, of decorating it. It's zina, Khalas. Now, subhanAllah, Islam came to preserve the lineage. Lineage is a foundation. And therefore, subhanAllah, Islam came to prevent that uh, situation of zina and to bring a situation. That's why the Prophet, when he spoke about marriage to the youth, He spoke it and sent the message to the youth because they're young. Because, you know, the youth, they have strong urges of lust and desires. Strong. He's still youth. He can't control himself, and that's why the Prophet specified. He didn't say ya mashar He didn't say men. Unless a man is grown, he's got a little bit of understanding and intellect. He can control himself, but a youth is still young. He's gonna make mistakes. He's gonna trip up. His 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 uh, his lesson desires are the ones sometimes who guiding him. And leading him to wrong ways. So and 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 whispers from Shaitan is leading him and guiding him to wrong ways. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ sent the message: Men, marry. If you can't marry fast, it will protect you from these type of wrong things. So khalas, marriage is the situation. And then subhanallah, the Prophet ﷺ guides us to the way and the process that is done. Now, the way that is done in Hollywood and normal way boyfriend and then he gets one knee and then he uh, will you marry me and he proposes and that nice beautiful diamond ring and she gets uh, 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 subhanallah all hearts and everything and and balloons and the flowers and so on this is not gonna last long because he did that once as as brother Richard mentioned he, he could do it to a thousand other women because he's not bound by anything at this time and there is nothing contract that is written and there is nothing that forces him to stay in one place. Khalas, now he can mess around. He can, mess. And this is what they do, SubhanAllah. He's married or pro- he, sorry, he's engaged or proposed to somebody, but he has three other girlfriends on the side, SubhanAllah. Islam came to prevent all of that. And you want to marry a sister, khalas, the, 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 the matter is serious. We have a contract. We have, uh, you come from the door, meaning you meet the parents, you speak to the parents. The the wali gives you permission, and that's it. And therefore, Subhanallah, engagements in Islam is a must that every Muslim must know the the way that is done. We find that in Sahih Bukhari, Muslim that a woman came to the Prophet وسلم, and she presented herself in marriage for to the Prophet It's an honor, obviously, to marry the Prophet ﷺ. It's an honor. So she wanted. So she presented herself. And she stood there for a long time shy because it's very, very difficult for a woman to do. And it's even difficult for men to do as well because it came in the hadith that when Ali ibn Abi Talib requested uh, uh, marriage from the daughter of Prophet Muhammad Muhammad's daughter, uh, Fatima, He was standing as well and he was pacing up and down, up and down, up and down until the Prophet noticed in his face he wanted to say something. So he said to him, You want to marry Fatima, don't you? So then he said yes, and then the Prophet uh, uh, continued uh, the process. Now she came and she asked the Prophet, but the Prophet didn't reply to her in a sense that he didn't want to. And then he he presented her to other companions. He said to her, there's other companions that you can marry. And then he requested from other companions, would you like to marry this woman? She's good and so on and so on. And nobody wanted to uh, uh, marry her because they were all married. Uh, and they, they were not thinking of, for example, uh, to marry anybody else. Uh, that's their own personal choice. Until a man came to the Prophet ﷺ from the Sahaba and he said, I will marry her O oh Rasulullah. And then the Prophet وسلم, said to him, "Hal ma'aka uh, shay? Or min shay? Do you have anything with you, meaning to give her? Do you have a mahar? Do you have a dowry? Do you have a gift to give her?" He said, "La." So the Prophet وسلم, he said, "Il uh, 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 uh nah, what, did, what was this comment? Uh, housing space is a major issue in the UK. Uh, yeah. Lack of privacy, lack of affordable privacy, forces a lot of people to abstain from marriage. I, I don't think so, Subhanallah. That that, that that's that's.
1: Uh, <laughs> you don't think you don't think housing is expensive in London or?
0: It's see see Subhanallah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. As we mentioned in the previous ayat, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala uh, says, "In in Yakunu fukara If they were poor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them richness. The scholars said that with the wife comes risk, Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to leave anybody becomes in charge over somebody else without giving that person the opportunity to care for them. Allah as a person, as a male, made you a guardian over these people. So as a parent, Allah will give you the opportunity to have risk to, to provide for your children. And that's why Allah says in the Qur'an Do not kill your children out of poverty. We are the ones who provide for you. So Allah is telling you, don't think because you're poor and you have children. I have five children. I'm going to get a sixth child. I can't have a sixth child because I'm going to become poor. No, you have 10 children. Allah will give you opportunity, subhanAllah, to to have uh, money. And wallahi, I met people in, in in the poorest of countries, and 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 I some some of our uh, second cousins and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. our second uncles as well back home. They 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 subhanallah have ten uh, children, hmm. they, and, and 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 they have so, some of them. I met some other people who have more than ten children. I know a man in Egypt. I met him subhanallah. He's been trying to get a son uh, uh, for 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 many 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 years. He has fifteen daughters. He has 15 daughters, subhanAllah. Every single time, every single year, the child comes, and this is a risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has a daughter, he has a daughter, he has a daughter. And oops, he's not sad about it. No, he just yeah. saying, I'm getting children. I asked him, and he lives in a poor, poor, place, poor area. Not like, not too, too expensive and not too, too, too poor, yeah. not in a village, but he lives in a poor area in a city. He lives in a poor area, in a flats area kind of thing, in a in, in one of the cities of Egypt. And I said to him, How is your financial situation? He goes, I am doing fine. Uh, he goes, he never, he, he never begged. He, he works normal job and he never begged and he never took any benefits from Egypt government or anything like that. He goes, on suffice. 15, imagine 15, subhanAllah children under one roof and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed him to, to feed them to clothe them, to care for them. They are in university, half of them are old and they are in universities and stuff like that. And and he's not struggling. Look at that, subhanAllah, because he has uh, iman in, in, in that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him these children and Allah will look after them as well. Allah is not going to neglect any of his uh, uh, servants, subhanAllah. So he's, look at this uh, beautiful, subhanAllah, uh, example. Now, when you have a wife, Allah will give you means to care and for this wife. The Prophet ﷺ says in the famous hadith, he said, uh, If a person had tawakkul upon Allah, tawakkul, the true tawakkul, true reliance, he would be like, subhanallah, the bird. Taghdu, uh, taghdu, uh, bitana wa khima, uh, Meaning the birds will go empty stomach wow. in the morning and it will come back to its nest full belly. Full belly, the bird in the morning, subhanAllah, he doesn't have work, he doesn't have contract, he doesn't have zero hour contract, he doesn't have uh, nine to five, he doesn't have uh, uh, anything, subhanAllah. He's a bird, he doesn't have intellect, he just flies about looking for worms, subhanAllah. And he leaves in the morning from his nest empty in the belly and he comes back food. And if he's a parent bird like a mother, he will bring food in his mouth. And in its beak, to the children, subhanAllah, that he has in the nest, and to the little chicks, subhanAllah. Look, this is a bird. How about you, all oh humans, subhanAllah? Allah will care for you and so on. Then the scholars mentioned, subhanAllah, from the fawa'id that every time a person, if a person marries four wives, subhanAllah, Allah will give him more rizq. Allah, Because with every wife, the risk will come, subhanAllah. And there were some scholars from the salaf, the tabi'een and others, Imagine Tabi'een and others, they said, if a person is feeling poverty, let him marry somebody else, a second and a third and a fourth wife, because subhanAllah, Allah will bring risk with each one. Allah will bring provision with each one, subhanAllah. And and this is a ni'mah and a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look at this. yeah. And therefore, the idea that uh, uh, marriages are expensive, it is because of us, the communities our coaches and our tradition are making the dowry so expensive so expensive that's unbelievable wallahi Akhi richard as an imam sometimes i get invited in different places to do weddings some maher's i had to reject to do the whole wedding or oh. reject, uh, 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 the actual matter and i yeah. say reduce it because it was so unbelievable it doesn't matter how rich the person is. I'm not talking about millionaires. Nobody's a millionaire that is that type of millionaire that we all have the idea of. But I'm saying nobody's that type of rich. Wallahi there were mahaz that will give you heart attack. I looked at the, the mahar that they agreed upon and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Not to look laughs> twice. And the Prophet ﷺ says in the hadith about that the, the the most blessed marriage is the one that is Khalil in its mahar. The the mahar is, and the dowry, subhanAllah, is is little. And and, and, and little in a sense that, not too little, but something that is suitable. And the process of the marriage, all of it, it doesn't have much. Now, a mahar of 50,000 or 100,000, whatever it is, okay? We've seen that, subhanAllah, depending on the brother is working or not working. Let's go to a mahar that is of 20,000, Okay. Uh, they say I want for my daughter a mahar of ten thousand to twenty thousand, no problem. And then the wedding is going to be double that. The wedding is going to be forty thousand. Why? Because the because the the hotel that the the five star hotel, the five star hotel that they're hiring, is ten thousand for a night per night. Okay. And then you go to the caterers. Yeah, the food. Twenty-five pound per head. I know most catered 25 paha for the three meals, three-course meal, okay?
1: There'll be hundreds of people playing.
0: So, so that is at least 500 times that, subhanAllah, by how, uh, that, khalas. Wallahi, one of the nikahs that we didn't, wallahi, Allah blessed him. Is, uh, one of the brothers uh, during lockdown, uh, the first lockdown, uh, mm-hmm. in Ramadan, in Ramadan, uh, the, he called me and he goes, Imam, uh, I want you to do my nikah. I said, okay, khalas, no problem. We'll quickly do it outside in your garden. He had mashallah, a nice garden and we do it outside in your garden. Few little people according to the rules and regulations and so on, uh, keeping everybody safe. All the family that, that, that he was capable of bringing, uh, uh, he bought in, in the little garden. And the food was cooked by his own mother and so on. Before the wedding, he said to me, and before he came, he came and, and, and uh, he was uh, uh, taking some advice, until we convince him to do it in Ramadan and to do it in, in, in the lockdown. Subhanallah, wallahi, lockdown and quarantine was a blessing for many, many people. Because look at this Aki. The the food he, he hired a company in London to get him food done for his wedding. Wallahi it cost twenty five thousand pounds. The food. Oh, it no. cost twenty five thousand pounds. That's just the food. Which which people I, I, often complain about well i said to him this twenty-five pound you can take your mother for hajj and your and your own self <laughs> for hajj and your wife for hajj and you take me as a gift for hajj as well <laughs> i said, said "Subhanallah, 20. wallahi just the food just the food Subhala. i i was so shocked i seen some shocking things but this was one of the most so, so recent shocking things and let alone the, the 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 hold that he hired in the hotel and so on and so on in London, in, not even in Coventry, not even in uh, Birmingham, something, something that would be decent and tri- no, in London, one of the most expensive cities subhanAllah, and uh, when he checked and he looked at his money guess what he did with the money uh, 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 that was planned for the wedding he renewed his whole house, he refurbished his whole house Look at that, subhanAllah. The money was enough to refurbish the whole house, three-bedroom house. He has it here in Coventry, and he refurbished the whole house. Um, now, if he thought about it, subhanAllah, properly, was it better for him to refurbish his whole house so he can have something nice for him and his wife or waste it on food that half of it, I don't know for a fact, half of it is going to go in the bin.
1: Yeah.
0: Half of it is no good. No. Common sense when you go for a three course meal, you're going to eat a little bit of the chicken, little bit of the rice, and that the rest, subhanAllah, is going to stay, stay uh, left over. SubhanAllah. What, what kind of a barakah was he expecting from a marriage like that? Based upon finances and based upon money. And wallahi, I attended marriages that, that subhanAllah, broke up in a couple of months because it was based on finance to the extent that the person went on debt. And when the wife knew the reality, khalas, she couldn't stay with somebody that was in there. It was too much.
1: Yeah.
0: So, and it broke up and it causes fitan and it causes problem. Uh, it's very, very, very dangerous to a Muslim. So the best, best barakah in regards to a khutubah, in regards to a, uh, engagement, in regards to a wedding, uh, simple, easy, and, and, and you will, wallahi, He will find barakah. And that's why the Prophet, sallallahu said to Ali ibn Abi Talib, he said, Awlim bisha. Make Walima even with Shah or Abdurrahman ibn Auf. he said to the companion Abdurrahman ibn Awf, he said, make Walima even with Shah. It's simple, you don't have to go too ex- uh, uh, extravagant but something simple and decent you want to feed the people you want to make walima so everybody can uh, give give you congratulations and so on alhamdulillah that, that's part of the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu Alaihi in regards to marriage but to go all the way out and to make it very expensive this is not the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. let's have a, a read at this question yeah
1: what would you say for this question here um i've heard that if a sister doesn't have her father as a wali. But he is still alive for example he left her and has no contact and he still needs to give permission is this correct uh,
0: yes uh, she has to go to the imam if the father for example hundred percent doesn't want anything with his daughter for any reason that happened and, uh, and that's alhamdulillah rare but we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes all links uh, uh, strong in regards to parents and daughters and stuff like that but uh, usually this type of situation happens why because the girl has run away because her parents were forcing her. And then the father doesn't want anything with his daughter because she has disobeyed him. Uh, 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 first of all, it must have been a mistake from the father because, uh, majority of the time, uh, culture plays a big part in this akhir. And we have seen it many, many times where the, fa- the, the daughter, for example, wants to get married to somebody that's from a different culture. She's Pakistani and he's Bengali. Or she's Pakistani and he's Somali. And she's Pakistani and he's a Muslim Jamaican. And they want to get married. But the father, because he's too cultured and too traditional, he doesn't want anything to do with that. Sometimes, subhanAllah, it goes into tribes. They're from the same country. Yeah? But they he doesn't want to marry from a different city. He doesn't want her to marry from a different city. Or he doesn't want her to marry uh, somebody that is uh, from a different tribe. Or maybe he wants her to marry her own cousin and she doesn't like her own cousin. So why are you forcing her in the first place? You are not the one who's getting married. You're already married to her mom. She is the one who is planning her own life. For uh, that's going to be Subhanallah, years and years with Allah's permission. You haven't got nothing to do with this technically, except give her advice, guide her, and be her wali for this. Because she is the one who she needs to have somebody that she seems to be beautiful, so she can look at him every single day. Because if he's not beautiful, she's not. She's going to hate him. What? Why? Why? Subhanallah is going to like a husband that she doesn't like. Everybody has different tastes, so you cannot force something on that. So what happens here, sadly, is the girl runs away. Once the girl runs away, uh, sadly, what happens is is that the father doesn't want anything to do with the daughter. His heart it, it becomes very, very difficult to accept the daughter back in and so on. Uh, and what happens here now that the, the daughter is left without a wali. In this case, she has to go quickly to the imam. She has to go to the Imam. The Imam, if he's upon Sunnah, he should know what to do in this case. Take the court the, to, to the Sharia Council or speak to the father first and uh, deal with it in a sense that he takes it to the masjid committee and speak to the masjid committee to speak to the father. If they can convince the father, alhamdulillah, this will be good to get an agreement from him uh, on, or on his behalf. If the father completely denies or doesn't want to do anything with this daughter, then the wilaya, the rulership, or, or the guardianship, sorry, falls to the imam himself, or the sharia council, the Islamic sharia council, uh, the, the, for example, the one that we have in London and in, in the UK. Okay, so in this case, it falls to the imam, or it falls to the people in charge. In an Islamic country, obviously uh, the Muslim judge, the Muslim court, and then he is in charge of dealing with the sister, uh, as her own guardian as her own guardian and he uh, acts as her own guardian so if there is anybody that comes to propose to her he is the one who acts on her behalf as the imam and as her guardian Inshallah. so if this happens again you go to the imam and the imam deals with it that's if the father denies completely anything to do with the daughter and he doesn't want to be her guardian yeah so this is how it happens inshallah and the way for example if the for example uh the sister is let's say she's a river again if the sister is a river and her father is still alive her father is still alive but he's not muslim then the imam is her guardian if for example the father has passed away for any sister the father that is muslim has passed away then it is her uncles and her brothers Okay, her uncles and her brothers. And her uncles from her father's side only, not from her mother's side. Her uncles from her father's side only, not from her mother's side. It has to keep on going generation. Her grandfather from her father's side if he's still alive. Her uncles, her great uncles from her father's side if they're still alive. Okay, so it keeps on going like that. Okay?
1: have you got to a brother or no?
0: Uh, Any normal brother?
1: The, 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 The Walisha. I think like to,
0: to to ask from any yeah to her own brother to your own brother yes if he's your own blood brother yes definitely if he's your own blood brother well, maybe it's
1: just a, a brother a
0: random brother if a random brother is not advice, a wali should be the imam or it should be for example that uh, some scholars even mentioned that for example he's a leader in the community in the sense that he's an elderly uncle like the uncle of the community, somebody that is respected as an uncle and as a father to somebody uh, as well. Yeah, The reason for that is to prevent everything. Why? Uh, uh, unless, for example, she knows him really well and she trusts him and so on. Uh, uh, um, uh, 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 and she assigns him as a wali, but it's well as advises that the imam or somebody that is elderly because he's like a father figure. He's like a father figure because technically he can marry her because there's no other blood bound to stop them from getting married so it's advised that he is an imam or for example he's advised in this case that he's an elderly uh, community member because there is an aspect of wisdom that is needed as well to look for the best for the sister when somebody proposes to her yeah because imagine uh, that uh, somebody comes and everything and he doesn't give a good uh, opinion or he doesn't give a trustworthy opinion, or he doesn't care, or for example, she assigned him and he doesn't care about her, she assigned him as a wali, and she doesn't care about him in a sense that she doesn't, uh, he doesn't uh, check, for example, about the brother, makes background checks in a good way and ask about it. He's like, yeah, you made me as a wali, I will come on the day that you want to sign the contract. No, you should be checking, even though you're not related to her, you should be checking if she has put you in uh, uh, that type of uh, uh uh, leadership position inshallah Uh, for example let's go to the point Akhi that uh, uh, speaking about in regards to the engagement from the side uh, uh, that if a Muslim person knew that another brother got engaged to a sister if a Muslim brother knew he wants to marry sister A let's say Brother A wants to marry sister A. Hmm. Brother B heard that brother A wants to marry sister A. So what does brother A do? Sorry, brother B. Brother B goes and gives a, 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 a contract or a proposal better than brother A. To ruin, to ruin, subhanallah, or to stop, or because he wants her for himself. Even if he doesn't care about the other person, The first person or he doesn't know him or he doesn't want to harm him personally. But he just wants Sister A for himself. This is wrong in Islam and it's not allowed. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ, he he forbade from it severely. As it came in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. He said, And a man is not allowed to make a new proposal over the proposal of another Muslim person. So you heard that she's already been proposed to, khalas, you, you closed the door. Even, for example, if you're planning to marry her for years, but you were embarrassed and you you got shy and something happened and nothing happened, and then you heard somebody came and uh, proposed to her before you. And uh, uh, you heard that they accepted that proposal. You come with a higher proposal. Uh, I will give her 50,000 as mahar, not 10,000. And then obviously the father might say, yeah. no, that's that, that, that shouldn't be allowed and that's not the case in islam you're not allowed to uh, 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 make uh, for example a proposal over another muslim proposal unless you know it has been broken unless you know khalas, the situation has been broken and there's no way or you go and ask 100 percent to make sure khalas, then you can uh, come forward to the sister. otherwise you're not allowed to do this type of action in islam okay also uh, from the things that we can uh uh ask about is, is is like for example can can a sister uh, uh present herself to uh, uh uh the family of the brother or to the brother can she pre- 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 propose can she propose can the sister propose it, it, it is something we seen it as we mentioned in the hadith earlier of the woman that came and proposed herself to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and the scholars like Sheikh Ibn Ba'az and everything said if the sister is she wants preserve herself and she 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 has made uh, asked her parents and so on and the parents for example are the ones who are coming on her behalf to ask to this brother and so on then khalas that's no problem that's no problem and 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 what is uh, uh, advised here is usually obviously the brother goes and chooses his own sister in a sense that uh, he is capable of of of, uh, uh, requesting whoever he wants and so on but if he agrees for the sister that uh, uh, came and proposed to him and if he agrees and he wants to continue then alhamdulillah there is nothing wrong with that so the sister can propose to the brother according to the islamic uh, uh, conditions in many cultures, after engagement, people go for dates and meetings. Is that correct? Okay, we'll come and speak to that now, inshallah. Uh, let's talk about the Arab culture, uh, for, for which is generally uh, uh, spread throughout the Arab uh, uh, countries. The way it's done in majority of the Arab countries is that an engagement happened first, okay? So now they're engaged. They're engaged. This engagement is of two types because there's two different people, two different kinds. Some people write the nikah early. Some people write the nikah early, so in the engagement. If the nikah contract and the marriage contract is written in this engagement party or in this engagement period, then, halas, it is an official marriage, so they can even go and live by themselves, even if they haven't done a walima yet. But it's advised, the sunnah is advised, that they should do the walima first, so people don't speak about them. Because if they did something small, an engagement usually, usually is well. very close family members, isn't it? And it's, it's private, and it's, and this is how it's done majority of the time, and among the Arabs as well. Something that is close, family, and private. Not many people in the community would know that you got married by this time, okay? So let's say one day you're walking with this sister, holding hands, because she's your wife, and people are like, subhanAllah, brother Abdul Karim is walking with sister. With a sister. <laughs> when did he get married? Yeah, man, he know. And obviously, there's going to be so much bad news spread about the person, subhanAllah. Because you have, that, there is no uh, 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 ishar. There was no, for example, spreading the news. Announcement. Announcement, Jazakallah khair. Which is a necessary part to kind of give idea in your walima, through your walima, that you say, me and sister so-and-so, or family of so-and-so, and and the family of so-and-so, engage and married their two children and -and so-and-so. Then like that, nobody will speak about it. So there, uh, there is a type. The, the second type is where they make an engagement, but a contract has not been written. Okay. So what happens is that he goes, it's, 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 you could say it's, it's extracted from the English type or the Hollywood type. Where he goes to her in front of the family and everything. In front of the family, they go and they uh, uh, exchange uh, wedding rings. And they exchange gifts. Okay, so technically here they call each other Mahtub. They call each other uh, engaged to each other or one proposed to another and she accepted his proposal and they are now in engagement. But a contract has not been made. A contra- An Islamic contract has not been made. It's just the agreement <laughs> of the two families and the Wali agrees that they you're together and they can stay for a long while. So, for example, they get engaged and he says to her, Khalas, I'm going to work for a year or got one year of studies left or I'm going uh, to prepare for a house to buy a house. So they stay that year just, you could say, as engaged people. And here that's different because a contract has not been made. It's not an official marriage. So... Usually, in some of the Arab countries, in some of the traditional cultures, which is wrong, they go out with each other and they have dates and meetings, and that is not allowed because everything has to be has to be supervised by parents. But at this moment, because they they can't stay by themselves, no matter what, because they're not married and marriage contract and verbalization has not been mentioned and signed and agreed upon. Uh, it's it's just only an engagement. Its uh, uh, supervision has to be a must, so they can't go out and dates and stuff like that. So, the,
1: so, kind of- so in the first one, he comes. He gives. He goes the proposal, the engagement. Yeah. But they also write the nikah at the same
0: time. Yes, and that's what is the best, and that's the common.
1: So in, that, in that situation, it's it's fine for them, I guess. To they could live together, they could meet. Yes. So, yes. But we say it's recommended to do the walima, so people know. So yeah, not,
0: as uh, as 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 possible. Yes, yes, as soon as possible. Now, here he could even delay the Walima up to him. It's so up to him, he can even delay the Walima. They say, for example, because we spent quite well on the little engagement, or it could be a big engagement without waste and without so on. That's up to them. But uh, if they did the engagement and it was a uh, contract writing at the same time, which is what's is the correctly Islamic. Then the engagement is something like it's a foreign idea, you could say that it came. It is it is mentioned in Islam and it is mentioned, uh, uh, but then the idea that is, in uh, have been kind yeah,
1: of... So when you say engagement in English, people think...
0: The British one. The oh, British. Okay. They don't
1: think of oh, yeah. uh, a proposal and, yes. you know, they yeah. just think of the English one, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's why we wanted to clarify it because it's mentioned in Islamic studies. It is something that is studied and it is something that is mentioned. And it is, the, the khutbah is the time or the khutubah is the time where the brother goes and asks for the girl's hand in marriage from her wali. That is that time and that is that period. And it is the time where he's choosing who is he going to marry as one. So the time he's saying, I want to choose the sister. It is the time as well where we can mention he is checking out the sister in a good way amongst the parents. So the halal, the halal look, okay? The halal look.
1: The brother's saying though, isn't the nikah done in the masjid in
0: front of people? It could be Mm -hmm. done in a masjid. It could be done anywhere. There is no specific place. So could you do it in your house? You could do it in your house, definitely. We have uh, in quarantine now, mashallah, probably (laughs) all of them done in the houses. But generally, yeah, the, the Nikah doesn't have to be in a masjid. It's just something culture that, again, and something that is Islamic and uh, uh, because the Prophet wa sallam, most of the time did it in the masjid because that's where his teaching place is and that's where his headquarters is and that's where his office is, you could say. So all of the Sahaba would come and the Wali and they would do it in front of the Prophet. Wa sallam, and the Prophet wa sallam, is the one that would do it to them as an Imam and as the leader of the community. And the uh, Khalas, so here nikah, when we refer to the nikah, this is the second stage. You could say because this is the contract part. This is the nikah is the contract agreement. Nikah is the contract agreement where the 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 brother would say, "I accept to marry the sister or the uh, the sister so and so, the daughter of so and so." Or and and then the father would say, "I, the father of so and so, give my daughter's hand uh, to." Brother, so and so. And the Imam says, and that's it. With the in front of two witnesses, and they sign a contract in our time. They sign a contract and they agree on a mahar before that. They agree on a mahar before that. Now, between this stage and between the actual proposal, where the son or where the, the, the brother goes to the house of the lady and speaks to her, wali. There is the time where they sit down with each other. So the brother now is going to be going back and forth between her father. And they're speaking. And the first meeting is just that he he uh, explained his feelings. Uh, I would like to marry your daughter. And so on, they drink a little bit of tea. Khalas. The next meeting is probably where they're going to take things seriously. The father is going to interrogate him. Yeah? What, what What's your job? What What do you do? How gonna How are you gonna provide for my daughter? What is the plan? What is the situation? Where is she gonna live? And then they can agree whatever they want to agree. They live with the the in-laws. They live. That's up to them. All of these are uh, sub uh, uh, matters that they can decide between them and the south. And then after that, they agree on a mahar. That's where the, the this point comes. They agree on a con, uh, on a mahar, the dowry. How much is, or what is given to this system? Now we have to make a, fa- a, 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 a fine, fine uh, Underline point The mahar is, is majority of the cultures What is mistaken Is that they think the mahar is for the father They think the mahar is who oh. for the father Subhanallah And that is completely wrong Completely and, and, and extremely, extremely wrong Because it's not for the father It's for the girl herself And the scholars proved that from many, many, many points. Number one, from the things to prove that is when the Prophet ﷺ, he said that a man shouldn't give his daughter to another man in order for the other man to give his daughter to that man or to his son. Or they say, we're going to swap daughters and sons. In a sense, you have a son and a daughter. And I have a son and a daughter. I'm going to give my daughter to your son. And you're going to give your son to my daughter. And they say, halas, like that, we do not need a contract. No, that is not allowed in Islam. Haram. And because the mahar is not for the father to deal with. It is for the woman herself. And then the scholars also mention, and this could be as well. It doesn't have to be daughters. Like, for example, a, 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 a man married and he's got kids. He say, he, he, uh, uh, and he goes to another man who's married and got kids. He will say he will say to him, give me your daughter so I, as a man, can marry her. And you can take my daughter to marry her for your son. Yeah. And that is also not allowed. Because it's, it's like exchanging and, and, and it doesn't work like that. A Mahar has to be given for the girl. And the other proof as well that the scholars mentioned is that a, fa- a, a, a father cannot force the daughter to use the mahar to prepare herself for the marriage. Because the preparing herself for a marriage, the husband should take care of it. Oh, if the father wants to take care of it personally, he he, he can go ahead. Okay. But the the, the husband should be doing that as well. Because that mahar is nothing to do with the husband and nothing to do with the father. It is for the girl herself. She can burn it. She can uh, waste it. She can uh, put it in a safe. She can hide it underground and keep it as a treasure. Nobody has the right to tell her what to do with it. She wants to share it with her husband because they're going through difficulty. She wants to give as a gift to her father and her mother, little bit. That is all completely up to her. Nobody has the right to tell the girl what to do with her mahar. And this is subhanAllah, you could tell how many Muslims, subhanAllah, they fall short in understanding their deed. Where many coaches, amongst the Arabs, and the Africans, where they think the mahar is for the father to control, he takes it as if it's an exchange, it's a, it's a sale. No, you're not selling your daughter. This is for her own self. This is her own money. Subhanallah, and therefore this is a very, very important uh, 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 point that we always have to raise awareness to. So, not many Muslims uh, 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 misunderstand. Okay, so I hope that is that point is clarified. When the mahar is agreed upon, whatever how much it is, you can the person has an opportunity. The scholars they say. Uh, uh that he has an opportunity to take his time or to give it instantly so if he wants to give it half now half later he wants to give some now some later he wants to give uh uh, uh it all now uh, then that is uh, up to the person and up to his personal capability and another final advice that we can mention to the fathers be be very merciful towards those who come for marriage to your daughters do not raise the mahar too much that you make it impossible, because you're opening the doors of shaitan. If a person finds it difficult for him, then subhanallah, he might give up and he say, "Ah, oh, all weddings and marriages are expensive, and the mahar is expensive. Nobody wants to accept me for the little bit I've got." Look at the Prophet sallallahu dear parent. Look at the Prophet sallallahu how he accepted people without any mahar in the hadith that we mentioned in Sahih Bukhari Muslim. Of the woman that came and gave herself in marriage to the Prophet. ﷺ. Then the Prophet ﷺ said to her, No, okay, I am fine. And then he said, There are other companions that would like to marry you. And then the one companion said, I would like to marry her, Ya Rasulullah. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, and the do you have anything? He said, La. He said, Il khata min min go and find even a ring from metal. Go and find a ring to give her as a dowry. That's it, just a ring. So the man went and he checked and he couldn't afford anything. He goes, I do not have anything. He said to him, Do you memorize anything from the Quran? The man said, Yes. He said the Prophet he said, I marry you this woman with her agreement. I marry you this woman with what you have from the Quran. So his dowry was Quran. His <laughs> dowry was Quran, subhanAllah. Wallahi that's very rare in our time. But subhanAllah, wallahi, many of our teachers from Malaysia. They have told us about incidents like happened like that in Malaysia and Indonesia. And there are other places, alhamdulillah, but that's what I can uh, come up with it from my own experience. There are few experiences, alhamdulillah, of righteous sisters and righteous parents who understand and know. And they're saying, I do not want anything from my husband. And actually, ah, another, another story that was very, very famous in Egypt, it was actually even in the news, all official uh, Egyptian news channel brought it up. A woman, mashallah, with niqab and everything, very good sister, uh, very famous. I think she was even a writer uh, of Islamic books. Uh, uh, she uh, uh, accepted her husband to memorize Surah Al Baqarah. She said, You have to memorize Surah Baqarah. If you memorize Surah Al Baqarah, I will marry you and he did subhanallah i think he did even in a short time as well <laughs> that's how excited <laughs> he was <laughs> so that's like a, a, an encouragement a sister can say to somebody you memorize the whole quran for me you memorize uh, some quran for me part of the quran so it, it, it is something that is done so meaning that look at the mercy of the prophet how he did it to uh, uh uh this companion who couldn't afford anything he said to him Khalas, your mahar for this lady is the Quran. And if, especially if she... It means it doesn't have to be even financial. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be thousands and thousands. Have mercy. He's going to look after her anyway. So you, you do not need to worry about anything in regards to that. He gives her something suitable, something decent, something affordable, something that is uh, uh, also uh, common in a sense that it is the basic uh, uh, common thing in the community as well. So he doesn't give her five pounds. If he can afford a little bit more, that's uh, that, that's not fair. Now, nah, if he can afford a little bit more, then Alhamdulillah. With his own capability, both of them sit down, the husband and the wife, before they get engaged, uh, married. They should sit down, agree upon it. They seek advice from their parents and their family. And Alhamdulillah, this should be fine until then. Now, nah, nah, what's the question? This one.
1: Uh, uh, what do you advise uh, someone who has been divorced and struggling to find a new spouse? because they have been single for a long time. I know some sisters who have
0: now uh, Number one, istikhara. Salatul istikhara. That is the advice for anybody that is engaged, any Muslim uh, or any person that is also uh, uh, as well thinking of getting married. Advice. The advice is uh, 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 ist- salatul istikhara. Pray two rakats, other than the faridah, obviously. Then you, uh, after you read the, the surah and everything, you could do it before Salaam or after Salah. What is advisable is before salah And you say, oh Allah, I seek your uh, uh, permission and assistance. And then after that, you say, you know and you know everything and know all the insane. And then after that, you say, if you know that this matter and you name it, which is my marriage, or me marrying again, or something like that, is good for me, for my deen, and for my dunya, so make it u- useful for me, make it easy for me. Khalas, you say it, and after that, if you don't memorize it, you you, you can say it by reading it from a book or a phone uh, after salam, and if you do memorize it, it's advisable that you say it before the salam, okay? And the Prophet, salam, if anything came difficult for him, and he found struggle in it, he would pray salatul istikhara so the key for everything is istikhar. number two put yourself out there in a sense don't be embarrassed it doesn't mean that you divorce there's something wrong Khalas, if uh, we mentioned alhamdulillah a couple of websites that were trustworthy like sunnamarriage.com uh, sunnamarriage.co.uk uh, alhamdulillah th- 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 you can put your profile and then if there is anybody interested allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open those Again, if you know, like the, uh, uh, the 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 woman that acts like a community leader, there is always a woman, you know, like in the communities, there is always an auntie or a woman that is a community leader. Subhanallah. I,
1: related, I guess to this question, how do people go about finding a partner? Not many masjids offer matrimonial services.
0: No. Nah. It it, it is to find these matrimonial services as well. This goes for divorce because divorce, obviously, and a sister that is divorcee and she's looking for a husband and a, a brother or a sister that is single looking for a partner. We mentioned it in our previous episode as well. Number one, you go to the masjid. If you can't find, you go to the imams of the masjid as well. If you can't, if they cannot and they do not offer any services, then the local community, in your local community, in the masjid, yeah? There is always somebody that is assigned and dedicated as like the elder. There is always an elder. There is an elder uncle and there is always an elder auntie in any community, whatever culture and background they're from with Allah's permission. And you go and speak to them and they will have many co- contacts. They will have many people, they will know many families. And then Alhamdulillah, they will look for something suitable for you. That's not one way of doing it. You could say You could say also the traditional way, okay? Matrimonial services that are trustworthy Yeah, Greenle Meshe has one And uh, uh, As well, the the website That we mentioned as well uh, uh, SunnahMarriage.com And there's other ones that we have mentioned previously uh, As well Uh, Something that is trustworthy like that You you, you, That are trustworthy brothers, trustworthy imams You can benefit from You can post your uh, Um information and your little bit of profile without a name so it's all anonymous alhamdulillah and you you answer a couple of questions and then they post it and if if anybody's interested in your profile khalas, the next stage is they will call your wali and then it will be taken away taken up from them as well you're through your friends and family you ask your friends and family can you look for somebody if there is anybody somebody Many people, alhamdulillah, come to us now because in the community and imam, they're like, imam, I'm looking for somebody. Then it will be easy because then you have two, three, four, seven different people. They all want the same thing. So you link them as well. You link them with each other and alhamdulillah, you can open so many houses and you can open so many doors for so many people. If you know a man that has a daughter that wants to get married, if you know a brother that wants to get married, you will be like, ah, I know a brother that's trustworthy. He comes to the masjid all the time. We trust him. We give him good reference, inshallah, and we, we can send him to that family. It's very easy, alhamdulillah. It's not very, very difficult as well. It's not very difficult. No. Uh, inshallah, just so we can uh, let's let's read that question, inshallah.
1: Uh, I tell my daughter to ask for a house for Mahar. Some, some men are irresponsible and they they might walk away and leave you with your kids. Do you think a house for Mahar is
0: reasonable? Or- yes, it is reasonable, but uh, depending on the person. You can't make a condition for all because some people I know for a fact will not be able to afford a house. Uh, 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 it, 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 because... Here, many in many many situations, not everybody can afford a house straight away, Uh, and many many people live through rent, renting because they don't want. If 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 you put that as a condition, many are gonna do a mortgage, and you causing them to do haram here. So you're gonna be accountable in this, and also you might prevent a blessing that might happen as well. In a sense, that you you blocked an opportunity for your daughter to get married. Just because the person didn't bring a house, no, that shouldn't be the case. You ask for a reasonable, suitable maha, and then you say, "I would like for my daughter to have her own house." Now, you you, you make that as a as a like a, a, a breakable condition in a sense that if he can afford to do it, then Alhamdulillah. If he can't afford to do it, then Alhamdulillah. Look at the uh, the, the 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 reality, dear sister, whoever asked that question. Every single boy that graduates from a university, does not have his own house, that's a fact. Yeah, unless he inherited something. I never ever heard of a person who, by the time he finished university, he's got his own house, bought it and everything. No, he needs at least five years to work using his own degree to get at least 20K a month and 20,000 a month in order for him to get a house. And majority of them, and majority of what Muslims, subhanAllah, sometimes many Muslims do in the UK, is they will have to go through the mortgage route. And it means, subhanAllah, there's no barakah. They're doing haram, subhanAllah. Wallahi, I know marriages, akhi, that are 50 and 40-year-old marriages, they're breaking up now after 50 and 40 years because of the mortgage. The fitna was, they're fighting because of the mortgage. Mm. They're trying to figure out how to pay the mortgage and everything. Breaking up after 40 years of marriage and children because of the mortgage. Wow. Subhanallah. So, because there's no barakah, it's riba. It's interesting. Mm. <laughs> what do you expect from a, a non beneficial and non Islamic and, and subhanallah war that is raged against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's what riba is. You cannot make it as a condition that is a must. Uh, every single contract I'm gonna ask my daughter, you do not accept any husband. Then subhanallah, your daughter's gonna be probably 30, 40 year old until a rich man gonna come and ask for her under marriage. That's the reality. Yeah? Majority of the youth, if she's still young and still university age, nobody in her age, dear sister, is gonna have that amount of money to have his own house. The majority of them, by the time he's finished university, he's still living with his parents, But he has his own little shared accommodation house that the university gave him, which is not a house. It's a room meter by meter that he has to give back after the four years of university. After the four years of university, what do you think is he going to do? He's going to go back to his parents' house. So here is, is that he might say, I would like for her to live in my parents' house. Here we we agree and we disagree. If, for example, it's only for a little bit of time, then Allah something it is suitable, because it's going to become difficult later on in regards to the freedom in her own house of the sister, because her, her 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 brother is in law are going to be there if they have brothers in law, and she is not a mahram to them, so it's going to be that difficult in the sense she has to wear hijab all of the time in her own house. So the, the, re, the reason of the sister getting a house is for her own benefit, for her own safety, uh, like uh, like uh, for her own freedom within her house. Here, they can rent a house. What's wrong with renting a house? There's nothing wrong with renting a house. He works, he's got a job, alhamdulillah. Khalas, what is advisable that they rent a house until they can save up money to buy a house and to do whatever they want to do. But otherwise, to you, make a condition that he he doesn't marry until he gets her her own house, then, uh, uh, subhanallah, that is not uh, common sense and that is not uh, actable. It's not good. It's not uh, usable in our time. Yeah, We're talking about uh, reality. We're not talking about I want to secure a future for my own daughter. Everybody wants to secure a future for his own daughter. Nobody wants his own daughter to be left out in the street. That's common sense. But at the same time, we're not saying to her, give up her all her rights. And we're not saying to her to be uh, very, very difficult in those. That's not something that is suitable because the reality of the Shabaab and the youth, they cannot afford something like that. And you're going to make it very, very impossible for them in a sense that, oh, you only come if you have a house to ask for my daughters in marriage. Or he, he say to you, okay, I will get a house and he gets a mortgage house. And then the sins is going to be falling on your shoulders, dear sisters, including theirs. Including theirs is going to be falling on your shoulders as well, because subhanAllah, you encourage them to do something that is difficult, they couldn't afford. So they had to go through a haram means, which Mm. is mortgage, subhanAllah. So be very, very careful from this. And and, and have common sense as well. And having Mm -hmm. uh, leniency. Yes, there are many men that cannot be depending on. But that's not the case. They're, these men that mess around, their sister, they're only few. And if you a sister that have been stung and have went through a difficulty, and you uh, and you say that because you have experienced it, don't paint every single picture with the same paintbrush. Don't paint every single picture with the same paint. It doesn't make sense. Not every man is exactly the same. The 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 subhanAllah, the fingers of the hand, okay, are different and they are different lengths. Like how the men are different. Sometimes you will find the extremely good, and sometimes you will find the extremely bad. Na'am. And and therefore, do not say that because you had an experience or you seen somebody in your close family that have similar oh, no, I'm gonna make a condition. No, you otherwise you're gonna make it difficult for your own daughter to get married. Imagine your daughter says, okay, I found somebody that I would like to get married to, but he doesn't afford, you're going to say to her, no, you can't marry him because he doesn't have a house and he has everything else and he has a house, but this house is rented. It's just about common sense as well and being lenient as well and not making it difficult for the Muslim brothers and sisters in regards to their marriage.
1: So on the topic of uh, wedding engagement, is there any final points that you want to sort of cover?
0: No, inshallah, uh, the, 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 the halal look, the halal look that a person has between him and his uh, uh, potential wife, this is included in the khutbah and this is included in uh, khutbah uh, as well. It can be pronounced and it's included in uh, the meeting, the halal meeting that a person can have. That halal date or that halal meeting with supervision, naam, we have a halal date but it's under supervision. Hawali is the and your family, if you want them to be there, as well as good, is advisable, alhamdulillah, because it makes the family link strong. I, I never advise any brother to go to a potential marriage uh, uh, without his parents. It's good because it's a support. Bring your family, bring your... Uh, anybody that you want to bring, it's good because it shows that you have... Everybody likes you in your family. It shows that you everybody's is, is wants love for you. Everybody wants uh, happiness for you. Everybody is there to support you. It shows that you have good position in the family. But imagine if you come by yourself. Even the father of and the wali of this girl is like, this guy came by himself. <laughs> it means there's a problem in his family. Yeah? So it is encouraged that you go with, with your family and stuff like that. And then you have that meeting in front of everybody. There is no hulu. There is no, like, for example, staying alone with the sister, going for Starbucks with the sister. And stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not allowed inside the family house and stuff like that. You want to do it inside the masjid uh, and stuff like that uh, where the family in a private area and the family all meet up and you speak to her directly. They put you on the side under supervision and then you have a chance to speak to the girl. And at the same time, you have a chance to see the girl because one of the most important conditions, as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, is... The, the, the vision, looking at the sister. Because the Prophet Sallallahu did mention in many hadith, he says, uh, 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 what's it called? He, he says in one hadith, he said, uh, like the famous hadith that we narrated in all our previous series. Naam, tunkahul to li The woman is married for four reasons. One of them is li for her beauty. It's the natural human thing. Naam? It, it doesn't make sense, for example, somebody uh, 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 gives you a blindfold, and he says to you, "Okay, we go into our car market, and you're gonna buy a car." And he goes to, you, "Okay, choose any one of them whilst you're blindfolded. No, you're gonna choose a car. This is your choice. Why would you be blindfolded for a situation like that?" And the same thing in many cultures, for example, they married the girl to the uh, to to the son, and everything without none of none of them seeing each other. The only time they see each other is in the night of marriage, and that is without a
1: problem. question. What you, What about if a sister wears niqab and? Should
0: you see her, should you not see her? If she niqab, she can remove that niqab in that moment. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through the Prophet sallallahu sallam in this permission, he has given you the permission to look at the woman because this is a must a uh, uh, necessary condition in order for the marriage to be correct. And the reason for that is a man went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he was talking about marriage, so, uh, and, and, and he was Al-Mughira ibn Shu'ba, the companion Al-Mughira ibn Shu'ba. He came and he chose a woman and he didn't see her. He, somebody, there must be like somebody that does old style matrimonial services at that time. And uh, like how it was with the Prophet وسلم, when he, he, he engaged and he spoke to Khadija there was an old lady, that's, that's her job. She goes between people and links people up. So, uh, anyway, Al Mughira ibn Shu'ba came to the Prophet ﷺ and he told the Prophet ﷺ that he engaged a woman from Al-Ansar. She was from Al-Ansar, meaning from the people of Medina, either one of the tribes, also Khazraj, Khazraj or one, any of them. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, Ana did you see her? Did you see her face? Did you look at her? He goes, no. That you look at her face and you look at her body whilst she has uh, suitable clothing on. نعم? And then the man said, no, muhira. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, A command. He said, so the love uh, 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 can flourish between you and mawadda and love meaning mawadda and love ي- ي- he said that because once you love you might like her more once you see her you might love her and like her more so the prophet ﷺ said to bin Shurba, don't start the marriage don't do the contract don't agree until you see her so he said to him go to her see her because it will make it what stronger for the love when you see her you might love her you you, because here in islam as well if we look at the fiqh of contract uh if a brother married a sister okay and let's say in our terminology today she tricked him by putting makeup too much makeup (laughs) The extent that it's like 180 degrees And we know subhanallah What makeup does subhanallah We know what makeup does subhanallah She goes To that meeting To that halal date amongst the family and everything And he sees her with that makeup He's like oh mashallah uh, she, She's beautiful and, I'm and then When he looks at the reality When he meets her and the marriage is done and everything He removes that makeup He doesn't like her it isn't like, that's cheating. That's cheating. It is exactly the same as the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ of the man who cheated in, in selling. There was a man at the time of Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he was selling rice. So one day the rain rained on top of the rice or on top of the, the wheat. So he put it at the bottom and he put good rice at the top. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to the Prophet that this man is a cheater. So go and check that bag of rice and put your hand all the way at the bottom. So the Prophet put his hand all the way at the bottom. All the way at the bottom where the cheated wet rice is Uh, or or the grain of uh, seeds or the wheat. And he raised it and he seen that it was bad out of date we could call it bad um, bad rice or bad seeds so the prophet ﷺ said to the man "Man whoever cheats us is not from us and then he said to him in another narration he said to him if you do this again i will expose you and in one narration he did expose him in front of everybody to make him a lesson to everybody that you shouldn't be cheating because he obviously uh, uh uh it's like for me getting a crate of apples i put all the rotten apples at the bottom and all the nice shiny apples like what they do now they put even wax on them to make it shiny that's what the companies they put wax on the plate, that yeah. red apple, masha'allah you'll be like wow look at this red apple It's very very shiny it's very uh, 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 subhanallah it's as if it's glass it's so shiny as if it's glass. and then you look at you be like oh mashallah i'll take the whole box and the bottom of the box is rotten. No, that's not allowed. So if, for example, the scholars mentioned, if a person goes and he got cheated in regard to they didn't tell him everything. They didn't tell him the bad things that about her or something like that. And he hasn't been informed about this. And, for example, he goes to the house and harass their marriage and everything. And he looks at her and he finds that her teeth are broken. Or she doesn't have teeth. Or there is, a, 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 for example, a, a disability with all due respect to everyone, or this formation in the body that he as a human doesn't like, then this is nothing to do with us because this is everybody has their own taste. Everybody has their own taste. So th- you cheated him. So here he can Islamically break the contract because the contract is not built upon correct, truthful uh, uh, conditions. If, for example, now, in this case, the, the, uh, 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 let's say the brother was ill. Let's say, may Allah protect us. The brother was ill with AIDS or HIV, something that is very dangerous. Okay. And uh, once the sister knew and she went inside the house or something like that and they got married, she knew that he and he told her, Khalas, she can ask for the, 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 the contract to be broken because he cheated her. He didn't tell her. And that's why in 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 Arab countries, when we're working for uh, uh, the Dawah uh, uh, committee and the and, and, and the centers of, of fatwa and the Islamic societies in in Libya and in Islamic countries, part of the legal marriage that is done by the Imam, we have to request for a health checkup from both sides. It is the government in order. Uh, to track, yes. Order for the contract to be, it's like, you know, like for example, if I want to go to a country now in Corona, what do they say to me? COVID you, have, test. you need yeah. a Covid test, exactly the same. I'm trying to go to this marriage, they say to me, You need to bring a health uh, 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 papers checkup full checkup for your blood, for the diseases, illnesses, or to why? Because the sister needs to know what she's getting herself into, and the brother needs to get herself know uh, what the sister is into. So if both of them are ill and they want to still continue, khalas, they can continue. Yeah, because both of them agreed. That's up to them. If one is ill and the other one agreed that she can still wants to marry this ill person or vice versa, that's between them because both of them agreed. But I hide something, a disformity, a disability, anything, a, a way that I look or a fakeness. And that's why in Islam, subhanAllah, it is not allowed to uh, uh, do the hair Black to to dye it black. Black to the same original color. If I'm old, if I got white hairs, I am not allowed to dye it black because that's cheating. It makes me look younger. And the scholars in the Malikiya are very very strict in the Maliki method about that. Yeah, they to extent that they made a poem and uh, and they said, how can an old lady uh, uh, trick and dye her hair? And and trick to try to go back in time when something time cannot be turned back and returned back and rewinded. And the conclusion is they went in extremely very uh, uh, serious with this point. The scholars, especially in American Madhab and the other Madhab as well, that because it's cheating. You you I might look fifty years old. I dye my hair black nicely, okay, and then I will look forty or thirty. So I I I'm tricking those people. And that's the reason. So uh, you have to be honest in all of the stages of marriage. So that's another uh, important thing, the looking. So Islamically, then the scholars, they said as well, uh, the Prophet ﷺ said as well in the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah, If one of you, makes khutbah, an engagement and proposal to a woman. And he's capable of uh, uh, looking at the woman because it will encourage him to marry her and m- make the decision firm. Khalas. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to him, you have to go and check. You have to go and see. So the Prophet Sallallahu he made it a condition. And in the hadith as well, from the companion who came to the Prophet Sallallahu and he said to him, it's the same sahib Muslim, from hadith of uh, Mughira ibn Shu'ba, in another narration he said to him, in the first one he said, uh, of Bukhari, I think he said to him, uh, maybe the looking at her makes you love her more. In another narration he said, the women of Al-Ansar, the women of Medina, they have something wrong with their eye, you might not like it. Some scholars said, that the Prophet Wasallam he said, فَإِنَّ فِي Al Ansar shay. There is something in the eye of the ansar. Some scholars said it could be. Do you know an illness that makes it has a lot of, you know, that, uh, what do you know, the sleep that that Christy sleep that we get? Yeah, uh, you wake up from sleep. Uh, 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 there is an illness that makes it produced all the time. You can't take yeah. it out during the day. There is an illness, and there is an illness that makes the eyelid problematic as well and and bulge. And there is so many illnesses, and there is an illness as well where uh, something near the eye is grown like a, a, a like a, a big uh, uh, pimple next to the eye inside. And there is an illness as well where inside the pupil of the eye there is a black. It, it, it looks like the, the eye is damaged. There is like it's like there is a black uh, dot inside the eye. Sometimes, if you look at some people's eyes, sometimes they might have it. And also a lazy eye. Some scholars, when they explain this hadith, some said it means lazy eye. The woman of the Ansar, most of them might have had lazy eye. Some said maybe they had that illness. Some said uh, maybe it was that black dot that happens like an accident, like somebody uh, poked the eye and there's a black dot uh, uh, outside the pupil and outside and everything. Uh, so the scholars went into explanation. The conclusion is, the Prophet he said, "Go and check this woman. Maybe there is something in her eye. Maybe you, as a human, don't like it. So maybe somebody doesn't like this type of woman. This type of woman. I doesn't like black woman, white woman, brown woman. It's choices and it's flavors, you could say. And there are different, uh, subhanallah, uh, color, shade, colors and shades that every person." Uh, 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 has his own taste for. And that's why the scholars said when it comes to uh, uh, the the halal look and the meeting and the date amongst the family and among the supervision, a man is allowed to look at the uh, face and he's allowed to look at the hands. Majority of the scholars, the the majority, they said he looks at the face and he looks at the hand. Other scholars uh, they said uh, 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 so uh, he's allowed, uh, like uh, like Imam Ahmed and so on, uh, and Imam uh, Abu Dawood uh, is allowed to look at everything other than her aura, meaning her body, like she wears uh, normal abaya. And he looks at her face, he looks at her hair, and he looks at her uh, feet, and he looks, at, for example, at her hands, like the basic that doesn't make it haram. Yeah, the basic that doesn't make it haram. Now, uh, there was a companion, like, what, uh, like it, what is mentioned, that there was a companion that was running after a woman. He was trying to look for her. He wanted to marry a woman and he was spying. So he was going in the street from one uh, road to another road behind this woman, trying to look at this woman. A companion. So subhanAllah, some people like got really, really angry and they said to him, how could you do this? How could you like check a woman and go behind her and spy on her and look at her? And you are the Sahabi. Like how could this come from a sahabi? He goes to him, ah, don't get your ideas wrong. He said, I heard from the Prophet وسلم, that he said, if one of you was about to get married, look at her. Maybe you will find something that will increase the love amongst you. So this was the, this Sahabi was saying that a person could look at the body of the woman without it being haram. He looks at her face, he looks at her hand, uh, he look, he, and, and, and for example, uh, uh, she is wearing everything obviously amongst the sitting of families and everything. she wearing normal clothes of uh, the abaya and so on, and خلاص, If she wears a niqab, she removes the niqab so she can talk to the brother, and he talks to her to see if she's good in speech, she sees that he likes her voice, he doesn't like her voice, he likes her face, he doesn't like her face, خلاص, After that, everything goes. If la Allah and, and uh, 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 from the Qadr of Allah nothing happens and like they don't like each other, khalas, then this is the only first and only look that is allowed to look at the sister and then khalas, he moves on with his life, goes to somebody else. If he wants to continue, he's allowed to look at her more than one time to make sure that he is and he's allowed to meet with her in the supervision more than one time to make sure that everything is safe and everything is good because, because the, and 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 this is what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as well encouraged that uh to increase for example if he wants to increase the looking he can look more than one as well maybe it encourages more love and compassion inshallah so these are some of the final advice that we can mention uh we spoke about the engagement and how it is in islam we spoke about two two types of engagements Uh, which is a halal engagement and a not halal engagement. The halal engagement, dear brother, is where you go to the family of the house of the sister and you request for her hand in marriage from her wali and guardian. And then after that, before this, you are allowed to check out the sister in a serious meeting. You go with your parents and your family, with her parents and her family in one sitting. You go and check and see what convinces you to marry her. Once this is confirmed you're sure, and you refer back to our 10 checklists, the 10 points that we mentioned, you said, okay, this sister has knowledge. This sister has manners. This sister is Muslim. This sister has behavior. This sister has good cleanliness. And you check all of the 10 points that we mentioned and the same for the sister. She's checking for those 10 points and you tick them in your head. You say, okay, tick, tick. Once you confirmed and you're ready, what you do is you say to the father, I am 100% ready. Now you do an engagement where it is the contract, the Islamic contract and the engagement at the same time. Okay. The Islamic contract and the engagement at the same time. And then after that, you have opportunity now to go out with your wife. She's your wife. official Because the contract has happened. And nikah, the marriage contract has happened. You're allowed to go with her, you're allowed to be in one house with her, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do. And it's advised that you do the walima a few days later, same day. And that's what majority alhamdulillah do. They do the walima with the contract, with everything. Yeah. And the meetings happened before. They know they spoke about Mahar and everything. Kharas, the we the meeting and the walima and the engagement in Islam is exactly, you could say, the same. If he wants to engage her and do the contract. And she still stays in her house, family house. And he says, so give me one year to get a a, a, a house. But they have done the contract. They have done the contract with the engagement. Kalas, that's no problem. They can have that gap in a sense of they're not living with each other until he gets a house for himself or something like that. And they can delay it as much as they want. But, alhamdulillah, they are married. They're married technically, they can uh, be together in one room, alhamdulillah, and everything like that, because the contract has been written. But what happens in some Arab countries, and it is a branch basically from uh, the the Hollywood and the uh, uh, non-Muslim idea uh, of the Christianity uh, uh, traditions, is where they do a separate proposal and an engagement, and the contract has not been written. So they exchange rings and stuff like that. And, you know, like they give rings to each other and uh, they put the ring in this middle finger, this uh, or the one that's next to the middle finger, the marriage finger or the the one on the left, they say the proposal finger. The one on the right is the proposal finger and the one on the left is the marriage finger this is, and they say the marriage finger the, the, from the ideas of Christianity. They say this finger is the marriage finger because there is a vein that connects it all the way to the heart. There's a vein from this finger all the way to the heart. So when I put a ring in it like this, it means I'm trapping him for myself. This is the Christian idea, subhanAllah. So all of that has nothing to do with Islam. You want to give a ring as a dowry or as anything like that. Nothing to do with Christianity like how they do and they exchange and then they feed each other cake and they feed each other drinks and they they intertwine the hands like what is done. Uh, all of this, subhanAllah, it is done in majority of Arab countries, subhanAllah, when it comes to the engagement. But where is it taken from? From Hollywood, from English, uh, uh, subhanAllah, background and stories and Christianities, And that's not the Muslim way. Muslim way, khalas, you want to do an engagement. The engagement is mixed with the contract. So then like that, we don't have to fear that these two people have to be supervised anymore. Khalas, they're married, they're they, they married. We don't have to supervise them. We don't have to feel that the halas people can speak about them, and that's what Islam came to prevent all of these type of things. So that once the marriage is done, and the contract and the engagement, you can call it whatever you want to call it. The most important thing for Islam is you do the engagement and you do the 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 wedding or the 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 contract writing. Khalas, once the contract act happens, now the walima, it could be. Months after, it could be days after, it could be a week apart. Then, Alhamdulillah, that is up to the person and up to what they can afford. Uh, but the mo- most important thing is that they could do a feeding of the people and everything in the masjid, in a community center, whatever they want to do, just to inform everybody that Alhamdulillah they got married. And like that, we ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make everybody uh, capable of choosing a wife, wife, Allah wa Taala to make marriages uh, happy and bliss. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put barakah in all engagements, halal engagements and all halal weddings. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he opens the heart of the parents to make it easier for the younger people. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he makes all marriages based upon halal. And to protect the young men and women from and the youth from uh, fitan, from uh, zina, from... uh, 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 Anything that is haram from boyfriend and girlfriend relationship, uh, Allahumma amin. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you all for your time. If you have any questions, you're always more than welcome to send them to our social media handles of Newcastle Fast FM on Twitter, on Twitch, on Facebook, on Instagram. You're more than welcome, inshallah, to contact us through the week for any advice that we can try to put together for yourselves. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honor you all. May Allah bless you. Jazakallah khair, khair. Richard, for your time. May yeah, Allah. Sorry to take from your time, but Alhamdulillah, it was a very good engagement for yourself. Uh, and uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us meet upon goodness face to face again.
1: Inshallah, I mean. As okay. <laughs> salamu alaykum rahmatullah.
0: Alaikum, salam, rahmatullah. wa rahmatullah.